everyone, and welcome to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I'm your host, Bill, and this is the end of season 14 of South Park. Well, I will be saying that after I'm done with this one last review to say goodbye to season 14, a very unique season of South Park, as I will be reviewing the season finale, Creme Frichet. And it's... I I really don't know how to describe this episode, except, oh boy, I, I, I think that's all I could say about that is, oh boy. So, uh, with that said, let's get it, let's get this over with, let's get it done. Here is the season finale episode to season 14 of South Park, Creme Frichet. This episode was written and directed by Trey Parker and originally aired on November 17th, 2010. So, unfortunately, not a Thanksgiving episode. So the episode begins with Randy and Sharon sitting on the couch as they're watching TV one night. And Sharon is getting kind of tired and she's going to go to bed. And she asks Randy if he's going to go to bed with her. And... He says, eh, I'm going to stay up a little bit. So Sharon tells Randy, don't watch the No-No channel. Well, you know, that could be anything at this point in time. So Randy turns the TV on and he starts to get aroused. He's like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. He's watching the Food Network because, you know, (laughs) what else? You know, what else wouldn't get you aroused on the Food Network? So, he watches Guy Fieri um, cooking some food. And then the next thing he sees is Paula Dean cooking some food. And it's getting him really, you know, like, horny, I think, for cooking. Which just sounds very weird to say. So, we find out that... He had been cooking all night because he had watched the Food Network. And, you know, Sharon and Stan and Shelly, they get up, they're confused. And Randy's like, oh, here's your breakfast. Uh, I gotta go to work. You guys clean up. I cooked. Bye. Which I think is kind of a, a common, um, kind of a common rule. Like, if, if you cook... You gotta, you know, if I cook, you clean. Kind of the, kind of a rule there. So, we see the boys at Stan's house, and they're watching a Terrence and Philip episode where they're making fun of Flo from uh, Progressive Insurance. Yes, Flo was a character in 2010, and she's still a character in 2022. So, Randy gets home right away, and he kicks the boys off the couch, and he goes right to the Food Network. And the guys are like, hey, we were watching TV, and Randy's like, hey, I worked all day. I get to do this. So he's watching the Food Network, and then there's a commercial for this thing called Shake Weight, which we'll talk about in a little bit. 
And, you know, he gets bored of the commercials, and all of a sudden, the channel gets blocked. The Food Network got blocked. And then he goes up, talks to Sharon, and he's like, Hey, Sharon, you know the channels are getting blocked? And she's like, Yeah, how do you know? Oh, I don't know that I know that you did. So Randy's getting frightened because all of these Food Network channels or food stations are getting blocked here. So Randy, and this is kind of funny because this idea is out of its time. Like it doesn't exist today and I don't think it existed really in 2010 and if it did exist it probably wasn't that many left so Randy calls the Food Network hotline and talks to this woman to help him you know get horny by talking about what she's doing which is cooking food and Sharon hears this and she gets very upset at what Randy is doing. So, Sharon uh, is in the kitchen and she's talking to uh, Sheila. And she's, you know, Sharon's worried, you know, about Randy's obsession with cooking and the food network and all that. And one of the things that she mentioned was that she hasn't exercised in a long time. And this is where Sheila recommends that she gets the shake weight so before we get to the scene where Sharon looks at the shake weight let's talk about it because I kind of remember this being a thing uh, the shake weight and this is from Wikipedia is a modified dumbbell that oscillates purportedly increasing the effects of exercise as a result of the perceived sexually suggestive suggestive nature of the product, infomercial clips of the exercise device have gone viral. A 2011 study in Consumer Reports state that for the chest, shoulder, and triceps, the shake weights exercises are inferior to conventional exercises that target the, target the individual muscles. For the biceps, the results were similar. Additionally, the report found that the shake weight routines burned fewer calories than walking at three miles an hour. The shake weight had a female and a male version, though it was initially released as a product designed specifically for women. The female version weighed two and a half pounds. The male version weighed twice as much at five pounds. Shake weight has gained popular attention and parody because it, it, you, its use involves the appearance of pumping a phallic object. The product's commercials have been described by Diane Maps of MSNBC as slightly pornographic. Following its July 2009 debut, clips from a shake weight infomercial quickly went viral. The viral YouTube clip has more than 4 million views. The commercial has also been parodied by, besides South Park, Saturday Night Live, The Daily Show, Two and a Half Men, Regular Show, A Very Herald and Kumar 3D Christmas, RuPaul's Drag Race, Deadpool, and Thor Ragnarok. Oh, I, 
I remember the product. I definitely remember the product. I don't remember if I saw the videos of this. Somewhere in my mind, it's screaming, you did see it, Bill? Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. So, Sharon goes to the store, and she's looking to buy a shake weight. And she's getting help from this clerk, and there are all these women that are testing out these shake weights, and there's, like, all these different sizes and colors and all that. So she finally goes with one that is a speaking shake weight. So, Sharon uses the shake weight, and she uses it in both arms, and eventually what it does is when it's done, it spits out or releases cooling fluid on the exerciser's face when done. And then it leaves the person some change for a taxi, which I kind of find weird. <laughs> and, and then it just goes into sleep mode. So basically, you use this thing, or Sharon uses this thing, gets fluid all gets fluid on her face and it gets changed and it goes to goes to sleep very weird okay so now we go to the school and we go to the cafeteria where the boys are in line waiting to get lunch when all of a sudden randy is now the school chef and this pisses off stan because he's like no, you should not be here. You need to be at your job as a geologist. And Randy is like, but this is my job. This is my job now. I quit the other one. This is more fun. So Randy is trying to become the chef celebrities that we have seen on TV. Um, and I will go through the all the people that are on here in just a little while. So... I do have the list. So, now this is becoming an obsession with Randy. And he's got his own show called Cafeteria Frische, where he, you know, cooks up food for the kids, and it's creme frische on top of some of these foods, and it's just, you know, like, the kids are getting really upset. And Stan is upset because the kids are upset at him. So, he goes home talks to Sharon and Sharon is there cleaning the dishes and she knows that Randy is the chef because he tries all the dishes here, leaves them there and it's for her to clean up. So she gets upset and then the shake weight talks to her and she does some more exercises. So this is leading into something which in a weird way kind of goes out of left field because eventually Randy becomes so obsessed with this that Sharon goes on vacation with the shake weight. And this made no freaking sense whatsoever. This made no bloody sense at all. So... They have a talk to Shake Wade and Sharon, and, you know, he's like, Tell me about the people that you don't like. Tell me about the ladies that make you mad. 
And, you know, she talks about some women here and there, and then she does another exercise thing. Meanwhile, the guys are trying to help Stan get Randy to quit his job as being the school chef. Because Cartman dresses up as Gordon Ramsay. And Stan is at first against the idea. But then he is told that Cartman does a good Gordon Ramsay impression. Or at least that's what Kenny says he does is a good is a good Gordon Ramsay impression. So now he you know there he's doing the impression. Carmen does the impression. It's it's a pretty decent impression. And Stan is like, "Look, my dad is stupid, but he wouldn't be that stupid to fall for this." And then here comes Randy coming in and he's like, "Oh, Stan, hey, hi. Oh my god, it's Gordon Ramsay." And it's like, oh, jeez. So meanwhile, as Randy is amazed that Gordon Ramsay <clears throat> is there, uh, Sharon is trying to go to sleep. And the shake weight wakes her up because, well, she hasn't done her exercises in seven hours. So, you know, she begrudgingly uses the shake weight again. And... Now, we see that Randy is being quote-unquote mentored by Gordon Ramsay. And they're recording the show, Stan, Kyle, and Kenny, because, well, who else is going to really do it? When all of a sudden, here comes Bobby Flay. Bobby Flay comes in, and he challenges Randy to a cafeteria cook-off. And then all of a sudden, here comes Jamie Oliver, and he's crying because he's like, Why aren't the foods healthy for the kids? Why aren't the foods healthy for the kids? Um, I, I, we've, I, I feel like he's been talked, I think he has been talked before, um, in the past, and on a, on a previous South Park episode, I, cannot right now remember which episode it was so if you do remember please tell me so then all these other chefs come in and they want to do a challenge against randy it's like the iron chef is there paula dean is there there's so many famous celebrity chefs which again i'll talk about in a little bit so sharon is coming back from the beach when she goes to her hotel room and she sees a sign on the door that says that the room is being worked on so she's like okay so she opens the door and the lady that works at the hotel is using the shake weight and this catches sharon by surprise it's it's as if sharon has been cheated on by the shake weight so Sharon gets pissed at the shake weight, and the shake weight's like, well, it's not like you use me all the time. And Sharon calls the headquarters of shake weight, and she's complaining, and she wants her money back, and she's arguing, and she's like, I want to send this back. It doesn't matter how long I've had this. I want to send this back. So while that's going on, we have this competitive 
televised cooking event called Hell's Kitchen Nightmares Iron Top Chef Cafeteria Throwdown Ultimate Cook-Off Challenge. Try saying that five times fast. So, the synopsis to this is that these chefs are preparing a school lunch for the kids at South Park Elementary. They're sitting there and they are bored as hell. Because this has been going on for 12 hours. <laughs> You'd think they'd be done by now. You know. So, all the chefs are, you know, they're cooking. Except for Randy. Randy's missing something. He's missing a, a key ingredient to whatever it is he's cooking. And he's looking in the kitchen. It's not there. He runs out of the cafeteria and he's running right home. So he gets home. He looks in the kitchen. He looks in the fridge. He looks in the living room for some reason. Looks under the couch again for some reason. I really don't know why the creme fraiche would be under the couch. So he's looking. He's going into the bedroom. He's looking at, you know, the different, you know, drawers. And then here comes Sharon. And Sharon's like, I'm home. And Randy's like, okay, that's good. Hi, how you doing? And then we get this weird, we get this weird thing where Sharon, and it's only, I, I think this is mentioned only once in the entire episode, is afraid that the marriage is falling apart and that, you know, if things keep getting worse, then it's gonna be over you know it's gonna be the end and randy's like oh it's okay i gotta find something i haven't slept in days and then sharon's like wait a minute what did you say i haven't slept in days and sharon's like i got an idea so then closed door you hear randy going oh oh yeah oh Oh, you use it both arms. And you, you know what this is. And Stan is walking by the door. He's walking by the room. And then when he hears what's going on, he just gets the hell out of there and goes back to wherever he was. And Randy now feels relaxed. And Sharon is just happy to help him. And she's like, so you're going to go back? To the you know you gotta go back to the kitchen and Randy's like f no I'm calling my old job tomorrow to get it back so after that Sharon goes downstairs and she sees the shake weight and the shake weight is like well I've done my job I have helped another satisfied woman and it's so freaking weird and that's the end of creme frichet and more importantly that's the end of season 14 of south park okay uh before i get to my rating what is creme frichet i i've said it a bunch of times well it is a dairy product a sour cream containing 10 to 45 percent butter fat with a ph of approximately 4.5 it is soured with a Bacterial culture. European labeling regulations specify the two ingredients must be cream and bacterial culture. 
It is served over fruit and baked goods, as well as being added to soups and sauces. It is used in a variety of other recipes. Sour cream is a similar food stuff, except that creme fraiche is less sour and has a higher fat content. Sour cream may contain thickening agents not permitted in creme fraiche in many jurisdictions. The name is French creme fraiche, but similar soured creams are found in much of northern Europe, and a traditional soured cream, or a crema fresca in Spanish, used in Central America, resembles it. Now to the terminology. A literal trans translation of creme fraiche is fresh cream. However, in French-speaking countries, or creme fraiche may refer to either A, the thick fermented product, creme fraiche et passe or fermenté, or B, to a liquid, liquid cream, creme fraiche liquide or fleurette. In these countries, creme fraiche without qualification normally refers to liquid cream, with the thick form usually called creme épaisse or thick cream. In other countries, however, creme fraiche without qualification usually refers to the thick fermented product. Now that we've learned that, my thoughts on this episode... What an odd way to end this season. This is such a weird way to end season 14 of South Park. And I'm going to talk about my overall thoughts on the season in a little bit. I like the idea of Randy being a chef. I thought that was a good storyline. I could have done without the erotic stuff in the episode. Um, making fun of the shake weight was kind of an obvious target considering what it was and what it looked like. Uh, it just... I, I don't know. This one didn't mix well. I'm not saying it's the worst episode of the season. It is definitely not that. But if you're talking about season finale episodes of South Park, this one might be towards the bottom of the list for me as far as like favorite season finale episodes. I don't have this one too far up so i mean there are some funny moments in it there are i will give them that but other than that i really couldn't get into this one i'm gonna give this it barely gets a seven i mean just barely gets a seven okay so um the chefs that we saw in this episode, I, I've mentioned some of them, and I'm going to say them again, and others I will mention for the first and possibly only time. Guy Ferreri, Gordon Ramsay, who was impersonated by Cartman, Jamie Oliver, Mario Batali, Bobby Flay, Masaharu Morimoto, Alton Brown, Giada De Laurentiis, and Paula Dean were the chefs that were made fun of in the episode. Uh, mentioned that Terrence and Philip made fun of Flo, the progressive uh, commercial. And I think there was even a line where I think it was Philip was like, uh, maybe we should have gone with Geico. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, now to how the reception of this episode went. In its original American broadcast, this episode was watched by 2.487 million viewers. That's according to Nielsen Media Research, making it the most watched cable television show of the night. The episode received a 1.6 rating with a 3 share, meaning it was seen by 1.6% of the population and 3% of people watching television at the time of the broadcast. Among male viewers between ages 18 and 34, the episode received a 2.7 share or 2.7 rating with a 9 share. Among adult viewers between 18 and 49, Creme Frische received a 1.4 rating with a 4 share, falling two tenths in the ratings. However, it was one of the only cable television shows that night to receive a rating higher than one among adults 18 and 49. The other shows being Psych, Meet the Browns, and The Ultimate Fighter. IGN rated this episode an 8, saying this episode didn't waste any time with the jokes as it opens with a dig at Carnival Cruise Lines and how smelling like poop would actually be an improvement for their ship. That joke is quickly followed by Randy Marsh ignoring his wife's request to avoid the no-no channel, and we soon find that Randy has a case of cytophilia, a food fetish that is only satisfied by the sweet, sweet food love on the Food Network. Gordon Ramsay enjoyed the references to him and his shows in the episode, tweeting about it one evening whilst watching it. Okay, let's see what IMDb thought of this episode. Over 2,300 people have rated this episode, and the average rating is an 8.3 out of 10. 595 people gave it an 8. 330 people gave it a 7. That's the score I'm giving this episode. 552 people gave it a 10. And 47 people gave it a 1. To break it into demographics, the average rating for males was an 8.2, with its highest demographic being under 18 with an average rating of a 9, and females, the average rating was an 8.3, with its highest demographic being in the 18 to 29 range, with an average rating of an 8.7. So, now that we have taken care of that, let's read some of the IMDB reviews of this episode, and we have four of them. Uh, going to start off with Marcus J13, who wrote, Even though it can be disputed that episodes based on Randy are getting slightly tedious, I was gratefully proved wrong. While it wasn't perfect and has continued to continue the trend of celebra uh, ugh, celebrity bashing, it was more or less entertaining. The actual plot involves Randy becoming addicted to watching cooking shows so much, so that it becomes an obsession and he begins to imitate the chefs in attempting to make a host of exotic dishes. Meanwhile, Sharon, frustrated by Randy, takes up working out using the shake weight, which becomes an obsession of her own as it becomes to boss her life in the same way that Randy's cooking has done. It was funny to see Randy behave like this again. We didn't see much from the boys, but I knew that going into this episode... So the trick is to expect there not to be a huge amount of screen time for them, and from there, you may enjoy it more than you think. It did sort of feel like a fallback option for the writers, even though it was funny, it seemed like they had it in mind 
but perhaps weren't going to go through with it for sure. On to the celebrity bashing, and there was plenty of it, which did, as mentioned, feel like it was following a formula of dumping as many celebrities on screen as possible. The highlight of the celebrity bashing was Cartman's imitation of Gordon Ramsay, which did have me in stitches admittedly. The only real complaint was that Jamie Oliver didn't go didn't got uh, didn't get off too lightly, but that's just my point of view nonetheless. It did go appreciated. It plays out as expected, but does make for an entertaining episode which, sat, which satisfied me and showed the chemistry between Randy and Sharon is still going strong as I think it does between the characters in general, even after all these years. To summarize, not the best episode, but was a decent conclusion to the season even if it does fall short against the 200, 201, and Coon episodes. Okay, next review is from... AGK and Video Maker 2000 who wrote You know, South Park is my third favorite show of all time. I wonder what the top 2 are. Anyway, uh <laughs> you know, South Park is my third favorite show of all time and I watched some episodes and really loved it. But this is not the case of this episode. It felt to me very dull and unfunny. The plot of this episode is that Randy becomes obsessed with the kitchen channel that starts working as a chef of South Park Elementary School. Meanwhile, Sharon starts using a new workout item. I thought the first time there will be some jokes involving food or random jokes, but instead I got masturbation and hand job jokes that were unfunny. Also, the part where a lot of famous chefs start a competition to make the best dish ever was totally wasted and could at least be great scene, but no, it wasn't. And of course, a really weak season finale for season 14. Skip this last episode and go ahead to season 15. Gangsta Hippie wrote, Randy has a new obsession, the Food Network, a channel which is basically 24 hours of cooking shows. Due to this, Randy starts trying to cook his own gourmet foods, so he gets a job at the school cafeteria much to Stan's anger. They attempt to get rid of him when Bobby Flay and other celebrities from the Food Network come and challenge Randy to a throwdown cook-off. Meanwhile, Sharon, who thinks Randy does not find her attractive anymore, starts working out and buys the Shake Weight, a weight tool for women which resembles giving a hand job, along with a robotic voice which gives compliments and asks her how she's feeling. A cooling gel is then released and the weight gives cab fare. The episode has some very funny moments, such as when Carmen impersonates Gordon Ramsay. I think this episode was another good, light-hearted way to end the season after the epic three-part Coon episodes. This mirrors the first half of the season where it ended with Crippled Summer, a very light-hearted and fun episode in contrast to the episodes 200 and 201. Overall, this season has been fairly good for the most part, and hopefully season 15 will be great as well. And the final review, and I have not read this person's reviews in a long time because I don't think he's left many reviews for this season. Raindog Jr. wrote, It was via Twitter how filmmaker Kevin Smith once gave a piece of advice on marriage. He basically said that while taking care of each other and stuff is of great importance, if sex is good, you're more than halfway away from the marital problems. This South Park episode, the very last of season 14, says basically that same thing. But of course, the ways of saying that 
are a little bit more bizarre. It's worth nothing that Creme Frechet came not only as the very last episode of its season, but also as the one and only that aired after the fantastic trilogy involving Cartman's The Coon. That means that Creme Frechet came after what was clearly a whole lot of work for Trey Parker and company. In other words, I felt this as a fine example of a minor South Park episode. Nevertheless, this is sort of an important episode for the character Randy, since the stuff he does here is basically some of his most hilariously sick. I will not spoil you anything, only this. The boys were in the same room, for God's sake. The episode is mostly just about a couple of jokes, the one with Randy and other with Sharon, and while it is never boring and you'll laugh constantly, that's mainly the reason I felt the minor episode thing here. Especially the Randy subplot, dealing with his strange love of watching shows about cooking, gets a bit tired. Also, some famous chefs appear. Trey Parker says on the commentary track that he actually watches a lot of these kind of shows, but frankly, I didn't care much for that. Then, why am I rating this with a 9 out of 10? Mostly thanks to its brilliantly hilarious ending. It deals with the stuff I said about marriage and makes the whole thing worthy. Okay, so now that we're done with season 14, my overall thoughts are this. The high point of this entire season was 200 and 201. It could not be topped. You had other really good episodes. Medicinal Fried Chicken, really good. You have Zero Friends, which was one of only two episodes that got a 10 the entire season from me, with 201 being the other. And Fro gave a 10 out of 10 to 200 during the episode, or during the season. The rest of the time, for me, just felt like it went up and down and up and down and up and down. And in a way, with this season... Season 14, I'm looking at this. It kind of starts off slow, then goes up, then takes a nosedive down, and then kind of goes back up and down right up until the very end. And this might not be a remembered season, but it should be remembered for two of the most daring episodes in the history of television, 200 and 201, and should also be remembered for the Coon and Friends trilogy, which was a good trilogy. I will say that. But as far as the rest of the season goes, depending on the episode, it's hit or miss. Sometimes they hit, and other times they miss. So that will do it for this episode. You guys can follow the show on Twitter. It is SharksPond97. You can follow us there. And join the Facebook group, Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast, where you can join other fans of the show as you guys can discuss past, present, and, yes, future episodes of South Park. Next time around... Season 15 of South Park will begin, and it is going to begin with a very interesting episode, as I will be reviewing Human Sentipad. That is next time on Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. 
Thank you all for tuning in. Hope you guys enjoyed the review of Season 14. And I'll talk to you all next time right here on Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast.